Hi, this is Nathan, one of the hosts of the show you're about to listen to called The Big Three, a My Hero Academia podcast. Two things, real quick. Firstly, if you want a really quick and easy way to suggest this show to your friends, great news because we just bought the domain name greennaruto.com. So if you are super jazzed about this podcast and you've already, you know, rated us five stars, but you really want to show this show to your friends uh, in a very succinct way that they're going to remember, you can just say, go to greennaruto.com and that'll forward them to the landing page where they can choose which platform to listen to this podcast on. Super awesome. Secondly, there is a link in the description of this podcast to our Discord. In the channel for the big three discussions, I would love to hear what you would want us to cover after My Hero Academia, because after this episode, we're going to be entering season five, which is the current season. After that, we are like, probably like 80% sure that we're gonna be doing Attack on Titan, but there's also Demon Slayer, but then the dilemma with that is we're gonna start another series that's not done yet. So I wanna hear what you want to hear from us. So like I said, link in the description for our Discord, go there, at least join, talk with some people about some cool anime or check out our other shows or whatever. But I wanna hear what you think we should do next. So that's it. And remember, we own greennaruto.com. The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm awake. Hi, uh, I am Cam. <laughs> it's me, Cam Koenig. <laughs> Courtesy of Nate. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Nate. Appreciate it, bud. Listen, these are my favorite episodes, so I had to. <laughs> I had to. I'm happy for you. Let's say I had to bring the fire for this. They're good episodes. And fuck are they? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Jess has a <laughs> mouth emergency or a mouth... Um, Toothtastrophe. Yeah, Toothtastrophe is a pretty good That's one. a good, yeah. like, that's a terrifying... That's a fucked up, like, villain name. That's Moonfish's, like, Netflix adaptation name. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I, I had my wisdom teeth pulled out, like, a week and a half ago. And my life... <laughs> I've not known peace since... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm recovering now but if i sound a little bit weird that's why i'm sorry earlier you said you sounded like Manetta, and so i'm <laughs> no you i said that rather oh but... oh that's that's like the meanest thing you can tell anybody <laughs> but i'm both hoping that that does happen and doesn't happen mm. simultaneously we'll see if if my jaw gets tired uh recording it'll it'll start to not open as much as we we really dive deep into Minetta territory. So. <laughs> the Minetta-ning. Oh, no. Um, so this is the, the festival and coda. Um, there's no really unifying thing other than like, let's wrap this season up for this uh, for this arc. But Literal and metaphorical fire, these episodes. It, yeah. They're pretty yes, good. Absolutely. Yeah. This is my favorite episode, episode 86, Let It Flow School Festival. Um, we start out with just... Resolving the gentle criminal situation, Hound Dog is basically just being like, you're a shitty streamer, aren't you? <laughs> Which, 
I re- he calls him a wannabe streaming villain, and like that is a good burn. <laughs> I thought streamers didn't want to stream with women. <laughs> But yeah, no, Snipe calls Ecto up and is like, what's going on? And Hound Dog, like, roasts him and Snipe is like, what the fuck are you talking about, y'all? Deku shows up and is like, I found out that he was going to play a joke on UA. So yeah, we we sparred. Uh, yeah, we tussled. Yeah, <laughs> we did a little, did a little Greco-Roman wrestling, yeah. but it's okay now. Boys will be boys. Boy, yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing, uh, for some reason, the first Zone of the Enders game because uh, okay. it was just like i think it was games with gold this month on xbox and so i fired mm. that up and whenever you run into a bunch of enemies it just says encount like <laughs> encounter so i'm just picturing yeah we we, we had an encount we ha- we encountered <laughs> deku is like yeah we did fight like i'm not gonna pretend that we're not fighting because i clearly had a bloody nose and like you sm- you you smell me on this man's basically is what a uh, hound dog was saying and so Lebrov is like mortified because like for her, her like bright future is like gone again and making things worse. Gentle claims that he brainwashed her, but this is just to let her go free or at least off the hook as much as possible. And like seeing her reaction to this is like very, very heartbreaking. It was yeah. before, but then after our our most recent episode when Jess is like, yeah, like I this humanizes her so much for me because of this, this and this. I'm like. Oh man, LeBron, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just oh I don't have anything. You you really said it all, but it's just it it did like <laughs> it was it was definitely a uh Deku punch in the heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Full cowling. Full crying. <laughs> Before being taken away though, Gentle tells Deku, like, hey, uh I'm sorry, I'm a little pissed, baby, but like <laughs> I wanted to be a hero too, and while like I said, I'm a little pissed, baby. I hope that you you reach the people that you want to reach um, and that they can have a bright future. And Ectoplasm is like, this is weird. Uh, let's go get your stuff. <laughs> we don't like nuance. <laughs> yeah. Ectoplasm is like, uh, I don't want things to get political. Let's get out of here. <laughs> this is not a political anime. <laughs> I love that when Deku goes to uh, get his bag of stuff, like his rope and the what we'll learn is him, his, his uh, stuff for the candy apple. The old tea guy is like, what's the deal with all this shit? And he's got like the cane and the uh, the coat that Gentle cast off and when his like fancy intro. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, did Deku take those? <laughs> like, does Deku just have like this coat in his dorm room now? There are are those those kids though like even just thinking about like middle school and shit right the kids who just have like the most random weird shit in their backpack and you're like i don't know you just don't question it yeah and it, it well it reminds me of like getting drunk and walking home like if you live in a city walking home and just being like this street sign is mine now yeah <laughs> like <laughs> i definitely definitely did that a lot in chicago on the way from kansas city back to my hometown uh they had to completely change one of the signs or like one of the like exits and mile markers. There was mile marker 420 and they just had to keep changing it to 419.9 because everybody just kept fucking stealing it. But that's like also funny. It is. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. That's like better. I know like three people who have mile marker 420 signs and cops, if you're listening, I don't know them. Um, but yeah, I've like seen those. They're fucking hilarious. If you're a cop listening to this podcast, unsubscribe, yeah. dude. <laughs> We're not here for this. <laughs> so uh, Deku shows up at, at school and Aoyama's like, you're a dirty little boy. <laughs> Just like weird. 
And Ecto is like, you are a weird, dirty little boy, though. You should go get cleaned up or else everybody's going to be worried about Ectoplasm, you. Ectoplasm, like, totally cares about him, though. He's like, act- yeah, it's not like he's not like scolding him. He's just like, buddy, like y'all have worked hard for this. We got to get you to where you need to go. bud. like, <laughs> kid, you look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, go rinse off, dog. He's like gym teacher, but not the one who's a complete shithead. The one that like has like a little bit of good under there you know what i mean him and cementos have that energy where mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like mm-hmm. actually cementos has like cool shop teacher energy <laughs> oh my god where... he totally does <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i think every every shop teacher does have a weird little ponytail like that also 100 <laughs> percent. yeah it's either a shop teacher or an art teacher like every male art teacher looks like that so the general studies kids are eager to clown on the performance meanwhile ari is uh worried that deku won't show However, he makes it there at the last second. They cut the lights, they raise the curtains, and the first ever musical performance to have ever started on time of, in the history of the world begins. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, what were they so upset about? I guess they've never been to a concert before because they had to figure out what a concert was, but, like, I've <laughs> yeah. never been to something that started on time. Yeah, it's always, like, a half hour later when it starts, but, like, here it's, like, 10 a.m., curtains open i'm like whoa yeah dude. but can you imagine though if somebody would have been running five minutes late how bakugo would have reacted that's oh true yeah no he would have actually fucking killed them and like not with the sound it like actually just ripped their head with off a knife. yeah <laughs> no a knife is too impersonal he would he yeah he would have killed you with kirishima <laughs> just wielded him I just wish, you know that vine where it's like that kid running around a pool and the mom's like what is it what have you got a knife no that's bakugo yeah bakugo yeah from from birth he was the like a knife kid. that's that's bakugo and kirishima is the mom oh my god <laughs> so the crowd is cheering for momo here which i think is really cool this is actually because she has fans from her shampoo commercial oh okay cool this is this is gonna be important later weirdly yeah like she's all right sure she's like a little like mini celebrity because like she was you know with um i think her name is lady ubomi the the snake the snake gal Ari is on mirio's shoulder and it's adorable she's like apprehensive she's like yeah yeah i can see i don't know what's gonna happen though (laughs) we cut back to deku's like monologue from before he says as for me i just want to see you smile the gen studies kids scoff at the like the notion of a band performance and then like Stealth Jiro backstory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just throw that in there. As if Horikoshi was like, I need something more emotional here yeah. than saving the best little girl in the world. Also, <laughs> I need something that makes like probably one of the coolest people in the class even cooler. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like, yeah. we have to make the most likable person in class more likable. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I'm not upset at all that we got this. I thought it was fucking no, awesome, no. but I just think yeah. it's really funny. The idea of just like, yeah, we'll give you more. Sure. I really you go. do think, though, like objectively, Jiro is one of the most likable students, right? Sure. Totally. Yeah. Like she's yeah. just all around, like very cool, like a sweetheart, chill, heroic. Like she's I love Jiro. She was great. She, she was great. Perfect. She fucking angel angel voice too oh angel voice oh my god christina costanza is in the band against the current i've heard of them yeah Mm. which is like very cool that she is that she's like it's like a person that's in like a cool band she even like i'm looking at like just their wikipedia page she kind of even looks like jiro a little bit yeah (laughs) i'm like that's cool all right hell yeah i'm looking at pictures of her right now i feel like 
if you like my hero, you probably like cute alt girls. So look her up because she's very adorable. She's very pretty. This is, you are correct. Yes. <laughs> and what a cool gig to get yeah, as a musician absolutely. too. Even if you're not like into the show itself, just mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I'm responsible for like the most beloved moment in the series pretty much. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so like Jiro remembers something her dad told her and Bakugo gets impatient. And then my favorite song starts playing. Um, this is this is the fucking my favorite like scene in the entire show. Yeah, I was looking forward to Cam watching this like since day one this of us good. even planning this. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I am just like a sucker for shit like this. Just in the the little anime that I like, anime and anime adjacent things like anime and anime and accessories. Like to some extent, like just media. I just love like getting a fucking just a ragtag group of people together. Playing just a real fucking, just doing one big music thing that just fucking crushes it. Some kind of singing squad. Yeah. <laughs> what, are some, what are we, some kind of singing what squad? What are we, some kind of school of rock? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oh my God. Uh, no, it was fucking great. It was, it was so good. I, I, yeah, I was like tearing up watching it. It was fucking incredible. I, I like didn't. Like when I first saw this, like I I've, I've told you about this cam before. Like I don't like it when people like do a song. Sure. Yeah. I am not like what's that show? Crazy Ex Girlfriend yeah. or whatever, where they have like a song every episode or something like that. Like it's just it makes it's it gives me the vibes of somebody coming to your table and singing to you Happy Birthday, and I can't I can't oh, handle that's it. I funny. get funny. <laughs> I get too self aware about it, and I think about the people performing it, and like me, yeah, it's almost like a secondhand embarrassment thing. Yeah, but I'm, it's like it's not a it's not anything to be embarrassed sure. about. Like, yeah. it's just like I I just get like weird creepy crawlies about it. I hate it. It I'm, gives me the same vibe of somebody making a balloon animal for me, and I'm 31. I get the same. I can't stand acapella. Acapella makes me like viscerally uncomfortable. I hate it. I feel so bad because I feel like hating acapella is like the equivalent of I don't know like being like I don't like ice cream everybody's like why is right, it yeah. just, you know what I mean yeah. it's like acapella drives me up a fucking wall and it makes me uncomfortable so I understand just that is a correct and valid take <laughs> anyway this was great though uh yes this was this is great I I literally have a list of things by character um of why I like this because this is the episode I've rewatched the most um I just I would just like to point out I did write a note a little bit ago and I'm sorry this absolutely does interrupt the show a little bit um, You're good. I I did take a note of the intro for this season had listed what like the the intro for the season that last frame where it has every single person like what instrument they're playing and it's like on that splash screen so it's like it's different than the actual band but yeah it totally is but also i would just like to really point out because this is probably the last time i'll be able to do it uh the instrumentation for that band is fucked (laughs) so here we have deku playing the trumpet todoroki with the i looked it up the shakuhachi flute um, yes yeah uh shoji has like four triangles um <laughs> bakugo playing the harmonica <laughs> Which, yeah great uh ida was playing the ocarina um little pinky out and shit yep. yeah kaminari and kirishima were both playing electric guitar mina was playing like marching cymbals <laughs> um mineta was playing uh the tuba or as i call it the bazooka tuba because it's the one you hold on your shoulder whenever you march mm. with it Hagakure is playing the sousaphone, which is good. Um, <laughs> Uraka's playing the acoustic guitar. She seems like she's into some like coffee shop shit. Yeah. Um, Jiro playing bass. <laughs> Momo playing the alto sax. Sure. Good. 
Um, Sarah playing the flute is an interesting choice, but then the more I think about it, he absolutely has the vibe of a flute player and I respect it. Hey, Aqualung. <laughs> you know what's funny about Momo, though, is you saying that she plays the alto sax. I'm like, man, you know what? I could totally see Momo being like a sax slash clarinet player. 100%. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. Because yeah. usually if you play those, you play you play both of them. Or like you start on one, go to the other. And I'm like, mm, tracks. Momo has the vibe of the popular but still likable kid in band that just plays saxophone like yeah just the the cool kid that everybody wanted to be friends with um aoyama lead vocals of course <laughs> sato double bass that's good coda ukulele uh tokiyami with the rhythm guitar and then uh i also forgot the guy with the tails name uh but he also has a triangle ojiro also has a triangle oh, there no. are like five triangles in this band the instrumentation <laughs> from that screen fucking terrible i just want to get that out of the way like there is like this is like small town like sixth grade first week of band and kids just refuse to play other instruments kind of instrumentation. One of them definitely asked, uh, is mayonnaise an instrument? 100%. <laughs> at, the, at the beginning of that meeting. Yes, absolutely. It was probably Kaminari. He's kind of a stupid, I love him, but... Is mayonnaise an instrument? Anyway, yeah, so I just wanted to point that out. I had that note written down, like, and I just completely forgot about it until right now. Yeah, I was I was I was meaning to to bring that up at some point, but I just never like cared to pause it and write it down. So I'm very glad that you did. So in the real <laughs> performance, <laughs> the, like the reason that this is my favorite part of the show is because one, it's just a fucking banger. Two, it's just like on its face, very emotionally stimulating. But then also it's like the culmination of like almost almost everyone's character arc. Yeah. Um. And this could have been, like, when they hit that rock band ending, this could have been the end of the series, and I would have been okay with it. Yeah. I was so, like, emotionally satisfied by how it ended that I was just like, world ends? I'm good. Yeah. Like, this is fine. Like, <laughs> So I got some, like, Cam, I have some notes by character. Yours are probably a lot longer than mine, because mine was a bulleted list. Nope, mine is also a bulleted list. Hell yeah. <laughs> some of them are, like... Funny things like Kirishima gets to be manly and have his shirt off, which is very, very good when he's like shredding the ice. Good for him. No reason for his shirt yeah. to be off, by the way. Why not? But he is the kind of guy who would have no reason for his shirt to be off. Let him let him fucking blast nip if he wants to, you know? <laughs> could, could fucking cut diamonds with them nips, dude. He's got Joe Rogan nips. Don't oh look that up. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't even want to know. I hate it here. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Hemingway. Um, so Mo Momo's name, it's either uh, Momo Yao Yorozu or like uh, Yao Momo is sort of like an idiom in Japanese for like crazy big number. It's like 11 billion or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it's like it's like it's like 88,000. And what fucking instrument is she playing? She's playing the fucking keyboard. Yeah. So 88 keys. That's Good. fucking Good. smart, dude. Also, like, you know, she's multitasking, something she could not do at the beginning of this show. Stars above for just all of these, I guess. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ida's rules, and it's really subtle, but he has weirdly the smoothest animation yeah. for his hand chop things. And it's like, you learn to you learn to be smooth. Yeah. Like that's so like that weirdly like hit me when he's just like, you can see him trying so hard to just be like Still goofy as shit, though. <laughs> I did laugh. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. Good for my boy. 
<laughs> yeah. Mina is so pumped to like be at the front. She's, there's like that one shot of her and she's like doing the like yeah. point move and shit. I'm like, yay. Love her. Hagakure is literally the dancer that stands out the most, even though she's invisible because she's got her fucking warp refraction shit. By the end, she's like literally glowing. Yeah. And I'm like, she wants to stick out. Uh. <laughs> Shoji, he was somebody that I, that like I said, like the reason he wears a mask is because he basically has like a monster face, which hasn't been like quite revealed yet, but that's the reason why he wears a mask. He was ridiculed in his hometown for looking like a monster and here he is in fucking front center stage in front of a bunch of bunch of people and nobody gives a shit that yeah. he's like in like classical terms a freak looking bitch like <laughs> he like he absolutely looks wild but Ojiro has like a little like cool like moment with his tail and shit and he catches Aoyama so he's not just like he's not just normal Mineta gets to hang out with the ladies and look cool like he wants to and he's not being creepy and in fact I think there is like maybe one more moment ever of of him being him mm -hmm. in the series and from here on out he's basically like a krillin character where he's just like he's just yeah okay he's just kind of like annoying like story-wise annoying not like actually annoying and like a little bit cowardly but he okay. like like i said other than one moment that i can think of thank god yeah no kidding he's not like boobs Froppy uh, doing a fucking combo move with Uraraka because they interned together. Uraraka's literally uplifting people by making them float, which is her thing. I love that shit. Aoyama doesn't shit himself. Yeah! Um, he, he shows off his sparkle. And like his combo with Deku that he does where like they like link arms and there's like a little bit of a freeze frame. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, they're friends. Yeah, they're buddies. Ah. The, the amount of setup for this stuff is like so like chess expert, in my opinion. Like you have to have set up all of these things and have things to set up the things that set up those things. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't just have like Aoyama and Deku like link arms and, and do that and then have it be like, cool unless yeah. you have all these things shoto is using what he learned with the kindergartners and he's like making a spectacle of like what wild shit you can do with your quirk that's fucking cool coda is like you know doing his thing with the doves and he's like very like serene and he's just like go dove boys like it's just very cool kaminari is arguably the reason why this the whole thing happened because he was like it wouldn't be very cash money if you, if you didn't do this, Jiro. <laughs> Cam, here's your here's your boy, though. Tokiyami, mm -hmm. remember how he said he gave up after being bested by the F chord? Yeah. I fucking looked it up. Hero 2 has an F chord in the pre-chorus. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> that fucking... Yeah, like, fucking king. does. Let's go. I am positive that that's not intentional, but, like... That's my king right there. I was like, let me let me look up the like tabs, and it's like an F minor or whatever, which is easier than an yeah. F. But like, fucking let me have this, okay? <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah, and you can tell he's like he's like trying to keep it together, but he's just like he's got his like little bird eyes out, and he's like, no. <laughs> oh fuck! It's like me and every photo I have from like playing in a band. It's just like my eyes looking way too yeah. big. Either yeah. or I played bass too, so you get like the very stereotypical bass face going on, where you're just oh, kind of yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll post yeah. some of my pictures of me playing drums in the Discord because it's good. <laughs> it's, I, I had Bakugo face for real. You super did. <laughs> Speaking of Bakugo, he accomplished his goal of making 
everyone's so impressed with the performance that it literally shifted public perception of his <laughs> class entirely. Saro was like super critical because he didn't want a cringy display. And so like it's half the reason why like they spent so much time and energy on like making this as cool as it ended up being like with every little millisecond planned out. What I love about Deku is he's not the focus here. He's super not. You like barely see him. <laughs> yeah. He's not taking things on himself. He's he's just playing his role and let everyone else shine and that rules. But obviously, most importantly, is Jiro. Holy shit, Jiro. I was not ready, like I said, to, for them to sneak in a backstory for her, for her here. She felt bad for giving up on music to be a hero, which is like <laughs> the opposite of what it would be like in real life, right? Like yeah. It would be like, I'm, dad, I'm giving up trade school for this. I'm going to go get a salary, dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, I just think it's so cool. And she didn't want to let her parents down and her parents react in the absolute best way possible and say, listen, like we did music because it's what we wanted to do. And if what you want to do is to be a hero, well, that's what you should do. And we're going to support you. And Jiro's mom is like, musicians and heroes aren't too dissimilar because they both help people out. In the present, here we have Jiro, the hero that channels her heartbeat into speakers to save yeah. people, literally channeling her soul and heart into this song in order to save the no. entire school. Ah. More than that, though, she doesn't even know the good that she did for Aerie. I don't think she knows the situation yeah. with Aerie, like, all the way. Mm -hmm. um, and so, much like the USJ attack, this chapter of My Hero Academia ends with a hero blowing away a bird monster. Stars and so we, we see Aerie smile here um, with, like, Overhaul's aura totally blasted away. Just when you think you're not going to see that metaphor again. Yeah. Um, Fuck, it's so good. That shit, that shit hit. <laughs> yeah. Man. That is, like like I started to say before, like, I, like, didn't want to, I was not as receptive to liking this when I first saw it, but I was, I was exactly sort of like the, the gen ed kids that were like, you know, pff, music, whatever. But, like, Aerie, like, starts to say yay and shit, and she's smiling, and Mirio says she's smiling. Deku, sir, do you see this? She's smiling, and he starts weeping as she looks at him because he knows that the loss of his quirk was a small price to pay to see this tortured girl learn to smile again and fucking it happens on a key change too yeah bitch <laughs> it sure fucking does god um, man for, the, for, for those that don't know we have a we have another show on this network called everything ranked where we where we talk about like what are the best things and cam brought um key changes, key changes. That was before I think we started this show. It was. And when like Cam way did before. that, yeah. Yeah, Cam did that report. And in my head, I'm like, haha. <laughs> gotcha. <Just> gotcha. <laughs> it would have got me even if I didn't do that report, oh, man. Yeah. Like, but I was fuck. just like, ladies and gentlemen, we got <laughs> this is Mambo number five. <laughs> and like, like I said, the rock band ending with like, you know, yeah. there's a little bass solo and then. Yeah. Fucking into the Jiro title card. Give me that big rock ending. Let's go. Oh, man, it's it's so fucking good. The part where Jack Black jumped off stage and did a crowd <laughs> surf was really fucking cool. I was into that. So yeah, like this this concert, as I've said before, like this this part of the season is as effective and heroic as the overhaul stuff. And it shows that the kids can work together and like be the symbol of peace together. In the beginning of the series, Deku asks his mom if he can be a hero too. And this musical performance is sort of the answer to that, which isn't, yes, I can be a hero, but actually I am a hero. 
fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's so fucking good. Okay, enough serious emotion. It's time to see Class B's play. Incredible. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was dying. Last episode when you were like, I wish I could see that performance in, in my brain, I was like, ha ha! <laughs> god, it was so fucking good. My favorite thing is after that clip too there's like all the kids walking away and somebody's like don't you think that was a little full and the other guy's like no i fucking loved it I'm like that's just like me leaving every marvel movie yeah yeah <laughs> i am i am absolutely at the point where like I, I i am a big fan of people just trying cool shit and if it doesn't stick all the way that's fine i'm happy you tried something this is something i would pay money to see oh my god absolutely like, mm-hmm I am Romeo, ghost of Azkaban, and a Parisian count returned <laughs> Juliet to me. Romeo, I bet you heard about your father from your mentor Gandalf. I bet he told you he was the king of Gondor. Well, that is a lie. I am your father. I don't believe I just, it. Like, just in that first fucking sentence that, that is said in that line, it's like, all right, strap the fuck in, y'all. Like, we're, we're out here for a good time. I'm so glad they didn't shy away from totally. the, like, pop culture references like they do in a lot of the other parts. Romeo and Juliet and the Return of the King of Azkaban or whatever <laughs> is the name. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And again, the two people heading this up are the, the copy of Kirishima and the guy that copies Quirks, and it's a yeah. fucking original OC do not seal, like, situation. Honestly, let them rewrite Harry Potter. Give it, yeah. give it to Class B instead of the turf. 100%. Nato Monoma did write Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I will say, Tetsu Tetsu did kind of fucking kill it, though. That was, that was, that was, that was very fun. So after the performance, um, All Might and Hound Dog scold Deku for fighting gentle. This scene is whenever I'm like, nah, Hound Dog's great. Yeah. <laughs> Go out there and have fun, goddammit. <laughs> it's just, rah, 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 rah. Yeah, then All Might is like, thanks so much for helping him. And he's like, All Might, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So the kids are all cleaning up in the concert hall when Ari and Mirio show up. Ari is ecstatic in the kind of way that only kids can be. And um, she smiles the whole time. And Mirio mirrors her like while she's doing her like arm movements and stuff. And I think that's so fucking it's cute. It's the cutest shit I've ever seen in my whole life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Deku is glad that she liked it, but um, is pressured by Mineta to keep going. The other uh, UA students um, tell 1A that the performance was great. And um, then the Gen Ed kids apologize for being stanky, which makes Bakugo genuinely happy. He's like, we won. <laughs> this part, like, killed me, though. Whenever Aerie's talking to Deku and yeah. she's like, and then everybody was like, wow. And then I was like, wow, too, or whatever. And it's just <laughs> like, like yeah. oh, my uh! God. And he starts tearing up. And I'm just like, when you get older, the reactions that kids have to things, it, like, hit you 20 times harder. Totally. So, like. When you see another adult happy, you're like, ah, oh, sweet, cool. But when you see, like, a six-year-old kid, like, just happy and just, like... For the literal first time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it's because, like, like, what I don't know, when a kid is happy, right, it's like they're seeing magic in the world. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's like, something that you... This sounds so sad, but it's true. But it's just, like, you kind of lose that as you get older, right? Like, totally. not everything seems enchanted and romanticized. And, like, so, I mean, just seeing her, like, as much as it hurt seeing her so sad and so um neglected and abused to the point where she just doesn't know how she should be treated by other people like seeing her on the other side of that and being happier than she ever knew she could be and that people could be it's like oof 
so good. Deku, Deku cried. I cried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I know yeah. it's, it's, it's not even a one, two punch. It's like a one, two, three, four suplex of like emotional <laughs> shit. In this, yeah. It's the, it's the RKO of feelings. Yeah. The RKO uh, of feelings. <laughs> Oh, by God, that's Deku's music. <laughs> by God, that's Jiro Kyoka's music. <laughs> so Mineta is so gung-ho to finish because he wants good seats to the beauty pageant. So we cut to the event itself with people cheering for Kendo. as She does like a fucking cool karate demo. People are fans of her the same way that they are of Momo. And like I said, this is going to be important later, which is a weird detail, but it is true. We also see Bibimi Kenrenzaki do a fucking mech b-boy dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Fucking why not? Y'all, I cannot stress enough how fucking huge her eyelashes are in the manga. It's like, I think her quirk is literally like whip eyelashes and like they're six feet long dead ass in the manga. (laughs) Like half of the frame is taken up by her eyelashes whenever she's there. I think I met her in a bar bathroom once. (laughs) so then hato uh takes the stage instead of being overtly flashy like she has tried in the past she does like a fucking sky dancer like routine i love her so much she's so good she's so cute it was great she's great we we get her internal monologue i think for the first time ever Mm -hmm. and she's like she's you know being herself and like noticing every little like person that she knows in the crowd and like She's like, this is so weird, but so cool. Everybody's watching me. And fucking um, Tamaki is just like, just imagine we're puppies. It'll be fine. <laughs> In Japanese, he says, like, we're all just mammals. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry. About it. <laughs> it's like, dude, I don't stop it. You're being weird, man. <laughs> After the pageant, uh, the kids uh, continue experiencing um, and working at the festival. We see Class C's Haunted Maze featuring Shinso hung from the rafters, which is very good. There's like Cemento's juice boxes, which are amazing photo ops that Shoto and Ida do. Deku and Sato are making something that we'll see later. Um, And then Bakugo doing a fucking ninja warrior. (laughs) And uh, Deku reuniting with Eri after doing whatever with Sato that we'll see in a second. And Hado winning the competition. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Unfortunately, the day is over, and so it's time for Eri to go back to the hospital. And I didn't mention Sato in the Hero 2 performance because I think it's this moment here is more important in terms of how he he helped save Eri. He helped Deku make the most important single item in all of my Hero Academia full stop. I'm not even fucking joking. It's time for me to talk about the candy apple. Yeah. Yeah. This is what Deku went out to get other than the rope that morning. And this is why he was so dead set on going is like, yeah, Momo could have made a rope, but I don't think she could have made like the ingredients for this caramel apple. So him being like, no, I'm going to go do this stuff. It's because he said he looked at the program and was like, oh shit, they're not going to make candy apples. And we promised her. So I got to make a fucking candy apple and Sato's my boy. So we're going to do this in the OP. We see every student work hard to make like a single candy apple. Like everybody's like tossing sugar and setting the sugar on fire to melt it and like freezing it in place and breaking the ice and floating it and putting a stick in it and whatever. And like, this is the, this is the metaphor for the effort to make Airy smile for the first time. The best part of it for me is that in Japanese, when Deku gives the candy apple to Airy, he says, like in English, he says, I got a surprise for you, but that's because in Japanese, surprise is like 19 syllables. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and he says it the same way that that Aoyama said it when he gave him the cheese. He goes, surprise, Aww. which hits you super hard 
when you watch that because like Deku took what Aoyama said to heart that if all you experience is bad things, you won't be able to sparkle. So Eri is more or less 100% saved now thanks to the physical and emotional rescuing done by UA and the pros. And even though things were sacrificed, even though people were sacrificed, everyone feels that Eri's smile was worth all of it. Um, and Deku promises to always be there for Ari and that he'll make uh, the candy apples for her again. Like, it all comes together right there with the candy apple. Like, I don't know if this was earlier or at, during this part, but whenever he starts talking about, like, he says, like, sir, can you see this? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. <laughs> I remember he said that and I'm like, sir's not. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Just, yeah. Man. Yeah. I fuck. <laughs> good anime good. Anime um, good, turns out. One one more emotional thing that mm-hmm. uh Jess said in the group chat that that really got her this time. Um post credits, Labrava is proven to not be brainwashed um by the police and her hacking abilities are like off the fucking charts. She's like fucking matrix level hacker, hacker dude. Man. Heck of man. <laughs> um, meanwhile, a gorilla cop talks to Gentle and tells him that his life isn't over and that there's there's you know there's a way for him to you know bounce back. Like I said last time, like his quirk is to make things bounce, and his whole thing is about bouncing back. I love that the police in this world show like an idealized system where they're like basically like social workers plus detectives. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. also back up heroes when needed. Like it's. It's just nice to not need to have hangups about this aspect of the show, you know? Well, I think that's what, like, I watched this part and it just kind of hit hard for me because you don't really see um, whether it's like in the police force or whether it's even like, and bear with me because this seems weird, but even online, right? Like, you don't see this push towards rehabilitation ever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very much like if you... I don't know. You're, you're excommunicated. You're you're not. You know what? I, like, and that's and that's not always like. I don't know. We're gonna get into the whole subject of like cancel culture, right? And like that is a tricky area to kind of um, go into because like you know when people don't respect boundaries, when people do horrible things, like yes, of course they deserve to face the consequences for their actions and what they've said and what they've done and the harm that they've caused to other people. Um, but I do think that sometimes there is this like push to be more punitive than there is to reform Mm -hmm. um and so it's like you have to always ask yourself like even whenever i like you know i don't know i think that all three of us are kind of like more of the whistleblowery type right like we Mm -hmm. all look out for other people we all care about having a safe community um we all want to make sure our friends the people around us all of our peers are safe yeah i save i save receipts when when necessary you know like (laughs) but i always ask myself like when I take action, am I doing this like for myself, for something for, like vindication? You know what I mean? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Or do you do things because you want to be right or you want to make somebody feel small? Or are mm-hmm. you doing them because you genuinely care and you want to take the best course of action that will help the most amount of people? And yeah. so I don't know, seeing this whole interaction just like made me think about that and how we go about like being punitive versus like rehabilitating people. And the detective made a comment at one point um, about like, a lot of people don't really care for that part because of being impatient. You know, it's like they're too impatient yeah. to wait for the results of people to change. And he mentions it in the in the in the point of view of the people doing the rehabilitating too. Yeah. Like at least in Japanese, he says that like 
you know, a lot of people will tell you that there's no second chances, but those are people that don't want to put in the effort to those people to give them mm -hmm. the second chance. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and it's not and it's not reliant upon like if somebody does if somebody does you wrong, right? If somebody crosses mm -hmm. your boundaries, somebody hurts you, you do not have to forgive them. And it is your not your job to rehabilitate them or to right their wrongs or to tell them what they did. To, to, like you are not the one who needs to fix things, right? Mm -hmm. But there are enough people who should step in, and it shouldn't just be like a fuck this person they're gone from the because that's not because that's not how it works right they're still a person they still exist so like yeah you can't just put them on an island and like yeah. be like right, we, right i'm the good one now exactly so it's like it, it becomes like part of being a good person is to have the patience to like correct people to help people to rehabilitate people and to not be I don't know, just strictly punitive, right? And it's yeah. kind of a weird thing too when you have so many people who are like, why is why is our, you know, are all the systems in this country, why are they so punitive and nobody's focused on helping people and re rehabilitation and getting people access to like what they need and helping people? And it's like, well, we have to emulate that too. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we also have to be that. If that's the change that we want to see, which like, yes, I am for that, that's who we need to be also. And like I said, like that doesn't fall on people like victims of people. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, sure. I don't want this yeah. to be at all equated to like being like, oh, if somebody sexually assaults people, like we should all, that's, that's not what I'm saying at all. No, if you're misunderstanding Jess here, like, and, and you're trying to, to tweet at us or whatever, like absolutely stop and just unsubscribe if you really think that that's what's happening, because it's not. Yeah, I, <laughs> I want to be very, very straightforward. That is not what I'm, I'm not saying that like, victims need to be receptive to apologize or i, I no, don't know i don't want to no. get in any weird areas there but i'm just saying right. that like as a whole i think that we need to believe that people can be better i think that people need to be held accountable for their actions just like gentle is right now right mm -hmm. um but i do also think that it falls upon certain people who do care about making the world a better place, whether that's social workers, police officers, whatever, um, to try to work with these people and actually make the world a better place rather than be like, ah, no, let's lock them all up and mm -hmm. forget about yeah. them because that's what we do. And that's super fucked up. Yeah. And it's, it's important to note that no one's mad at gentle really. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, like he's, he's maybe like punched, uh, a, a hero or two. He hasn't killed anybody. He said that he doesn't like violence. Maybe the worst thing he did was mess up a convenience store and like remove one beam from a construction site, yeah. you know? And so like, I think the gorilla cop, which like weirdly we, we haven't seen the last of him. He's not a one-off character. We'll see him later. He recognizes like, no, like you want to be a hero, but in Japanese, he says this anyway, you were pushed by society until you were, you felt like this was the only thing to to mm -hmm. do to be helpful to anybody whether that's yourself or la brava or whatever but shit whips um good shit i cannot Very wait to because it's it's obviously setting up that you'll see gentle criminal again right and like mm -hmm. i'm okay I, with that he, it's great he hasn't he hasn't shown up in the manga yet but like you can't you can't have like a big thing of like everybody can have a second chance blah 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 and then just be like and he was never seen and he died again. on the way to his own planet well <laughs> and, and this interaction too also sets up like some of what we're gonna see in the next couple episodes and then like in the series to come too with another character that we're gonna be talking about as far as like is there redemption what does that look like second chances like and in this and it, i don't know so i feel like this is a conversation we're probably gonna have a lot um mm -hmm. especially because like i don't know when we, when we talk about the the next family that we're going to talk about right forgiveness is going to come up right and like yeah. how do you forgive when you 
have been made a victim by someone. And like, I don't know, it's it, there's a lot. So I'm sure this is a conversation that we're going to keep having. It's going to keep oh, yeah. evolving. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we jo- we joked about we joked about like an Endeavor's redemption arc is going to be three episodes long and it's <laughs> it's going to be done very quickly. No, dog. Yeah. Um, still going on in the manga, dog. <laughs> um, Which is good, though, because it'd be super fucked up if it was three episodes long. Right. Like, and that's something mm-hmm. else, too, with like this conversation to think about is like it's not just gentle going in there and him being like well i can tell you're a good guy i'm gonna let you go like yeah. you know just just you're goku's friend now <laughs> yeah you're, you're a friend now you're good like that's not how it is it's like he's like this guy is like so you need patience you need somebody who can actually like be there for you and support you because you're gonna have ups you're gonna have downs it's just like recovering from anything whether it's like <laughs> an addiction or like any sort of rehabilitation is like it's recovery like it is Mm -hmm. it is a recovery from a former pattern of thinking it takes time there's going to be ups there's going to be downs there's going to be times when like you want to give up and walk away from it and so like you need to have someone who's who's patient and it's a process and you have to be aware of that too so like if they were to just like let gentle walk away it'd be kind of bullshit and if they were to let endeavor off the hook just because He's the number one hero now, and he wants to try a little bit harder. That's bullshit. Um, and that's what some people feel like is happening, mm. <laughs> which is like absolutely insane. And like the the most engagement I ever get on my TikTok videos is when I'm like, uh, like I'll just like peek my head and be like, "Endeavor's good, bye." <laughs> like, <laughs> and people will be like, "Um, no." you're wrong because he is actually a bad person and if you enjoy his character that means that you are a eugenic man see <laughs> okay like... and this is another fucking can of worms too it's like oh, we're just because this now. Like, you, all right yeah just because you like a character does not mean that you condone their fucking actions there was just a fucking loki <laughs> show you better be sending right? letters to marvel if you're oh mad about God. endeavor <laughs> Oh my god. Like Bakugo's a little shithead and I still love him. Loki has killed so many people. So many yeah, people. Yeah, Loki too, yeah. God, it's just like it's just wild. But anyway, yeah. I mean that's a whole separate fucking thing about like We'll get into that yeah. later, yeah. Um but it's another thing for the for the people who are listening to this though and who are like shaking your head because you know the Endeavor Redemption stuff is coming up and you know we're gonna talk about it in the next couple episodes and stuff, like if you're somebody who is like angered by the idea of someone trying to be better, I think you need to kind of look at yourself and figure out why. And I don't mean that in a mean way, but just like, I think that there... You mentioned it in a previous episode where you said if you are quick to throw judgment at somebody, maybe you should look inwards and see what kind of a person you are. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's even that too. It's just like, I don't know. I just think that... I I would never expect, right, like, Endeavor's wife to be, like, completely cool with this guy. I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't be like, nah, you should, you should forgive him, though. He's, like, better now. I would never. Yeah, snuggle up, dude. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) Because what he did to her, if she deems that as unforgivable, that is unforgivable. And it is never upon any victim to be made to feel like they should forgive somebody. They should, it doesn't matter if your family, doesn't matter if it's your partner, doesn't matter if it's a friend. Mm -hmm. Like, if someone hurts you, like you do not owe them that. So, but I mean, but that being said, like 
does that mean that forever and ever he is like a cursed, doomed fuck up of a person? Like his whole entire life Should until die. he dies mm. is like just him being a shit lord. Like he he might as well not exist now because nothing that he does in his life will ever be worthwhile. Like no, that's not what it means. Like or that the only thing narratively that can like close the loop for him is a character death. Like this is not The yeah. Walking right. Dead, and a character yeah. death is not the only off-ramp from character development in this in this show. One thing before I move on is like, what is really interesting is all of these conversations we're having about forgiveness. One major point of next season is who even gets the chance to be forgiven in the first place? And why, why do some of these villains that are villains exist? It's because people didn't give them that chance fucking rules um episode 87 japanese hero billboard chart um november is basically over and aries immediately visiting ua again everybody's like very excited about this um only this time it's less of a visit and more of a move-in get-together situation she's gonna live in the hero dorms as i was like I don't want to put her in the fucking system. This girl can unmake you. Like, what the mm. fuck? Like, I she, here's Aizawa taking in another stray, but like, you know, like, here it is. Um, He's like, nope, I'm going to keep an eye on her. I love how much just positive attention the kids are giving her. And like, nobody is afraid to like make physical contact with her. She's getting her hair put up in pigtails. And like, Froppy's like, you remind me of my little sister. That's so nice. Like, <laughs> it's just so, so pure and good. And so Aizawa's like, yeah, Mirio is going to be basically like a live-in nanny for Ari because he can't, he ain't got no hero schooling to do because he's, he's just a guy now. And Deku's like, oh, I'll help her move in. And I was like, sit down. <laughs> you got visitors. Back at the dorms, the kids are talking about how Tokiyami must have fans from uh, interning with Hawks. And Tokiyami seems to think that he wasn't needed there at all, um, which is kind of sad. And you'll see why later, but like... Mm. I also love that he he sneezes and his like beak goes like cartoony like <laughs> and then Hirak is like oh are you getting a cold and he's like no it's just my mucous membrane doing its job and she's like oh okay bud thanks <laughs> have a good night could have just said yes I know you yeah. could have just said thanks or yeah. I'm good <laughs> oh shit it's like when you ask somebody how they are and they get too real <laughs> Yeah. That is Tokoyami. Tokoyami is just like, yeah. well, the sword I pre-ordered didn't come today like I wanted. <laughs> yeah, no. Anytime I ever ask anybody how they're doing, it's 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 politeness. Unless you're like my friend, that's obviously different. I'm so. looking for one word, basically. Is yeah, it like fine. a yes or a no or yeah. good? Yeah. Like <laughs> before the conversation about um, Hawks uh, and the internship can continue, the visitors are here. It's the motherfucking wild wild pussy cats. Yeah. <laughs> Love them. they do their whole like power rangers intro and everything it rules back by popular demand yes and immediately tiger apologizes to bakugo for not being there with him till the end is what he says in japanese for the summer camp incident and like that tells you a lot about the kind of hero that he is like yeah he's been thinking about this for like four months to be able to say something to bakugo which is like crazy he says it right when he gets in the door. They don't even have the paw pad buns to the girls yet before he's <laughs> saying that. Sato is like, uh, why are you here, though? <laughs> like, and it's like, chill, dude. Um, and they're like, we're here because we're uh, we're back in business and we wanted to visit you guys and, and say, hey, Ragdoll's quirk is still gone. Thanks to All for One. But their efforts in Kamino have laid to them a fairly high on the hero charge place for a group that has not done anything 
in months. They are like four eleven, um, and they're surprised that they're even in the triple digits, which like paints in your head the image of like how just how many heroes there are. Yeah, I love Kirishima's like you're so manly, wild wild pussycat. <laughs> he starts fucking crying. Kirishima's so good. I love him. He's great. But uh, speaking for speaking of all for one, we see a shot of him in Tartarus talking about like, oh, yes, I I'm so sorry that I took her quirk. I couldn't help it. I'm a little piss baby. Um, <laughs> and he's like, well, I could give it back to her, but that would require me to use my quirk. And that's not very much a good idea. Is that's it? not very cash money of me now, is it? <laughs> my background music is opera. <laughs> like, fuck you, dog. <laughs> so Kota is also here with the pussycats. Um, and, uh, Pixie Bob is like, hey, Deku, look at his shoes. And they're red, just like his, um, which is like... But he's like, no, I swear, I just chose random shoes. Don't worry about it. But he he absolutely was just like, yeah. I'll be like Deku. If I was Deku, I would probably be like, no, dog, I'm going to wear a hat with spikes on it. That rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike then starts explaining about the uh, the charts um, to us. And we've heard about, you know, the number one hero, the number six hero, blah, 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 for forever. Um, and so now we finally get our introduction to it. It's basically just a culmination of... Cases resolved, public opinion, and um, other factors as well. Um, and All Might had been the number one hero for about like 20 years, maybe. And with his retirement, this is a big fucking deal. Mm. <laughs> this is a huge fucking deal. This has never happened before. So normally this, the results of the chart aren't like some big fucking Joe Louis Arena type event shit. The Hero Safety Commission wants to show the public that not one hero will be the symbol of peace, but all heroes have to be the symbol of peace. So the rankings go like this. Most of them we know, but some of them are new. All of them will be important in the future, which is really cool. Number 10's Ryukyu, the gal. She dropped one spot, which sucks, but it's because Kamui Woods jumped up so much. But number nine is Yaroi Musha, who is just an old bitch. Just, uh, <laughs> just an old dude. Uh, He's the just, old bitch hero. Yeah. <laughs> the equipped hero, Yaroi Musha, the bitch. Um, next is Kamui Woods. Shout out. Ooh. He just debuted like a year and some change ago. Yeah. Shout out. So like put in the work. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love Kamui Woods. He's great. Actually. He is so good. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I love him so much. Can we talk about Wash for a second? <laughs> Wash is the best hero in the show. You're right. None. <laughs> Fucking oh, end sentence. So period. Done. We're done. He's basically Pootie Tang for washing machines. <laughs> God, it's so fucking good. Sarate, dude. He, <laughs> they they mentioned that he's from the clean and shiny commercial. Basically, he like he's basically like a yo gabba gabba character. Good. He did a song teaching kids how to like wash their hands and be clean, and it was apparently a big hit with kids, and it's why they're high. It's like it like boosted the hygiene of the com uh, the country basically, and like. But he's also like he's like a hero like thirteen, like he's a rescue hero. We'll see him in action way later. But Got like, it. I also love that when they cut to him for his speech, he's like, wash your wash. Wash your washer. Oh, God. King, king shit. King shit. Yeah. The more we see of him, the funnier he gets because you're just like, <laughs> how do you even order food, dude? Like, are you, were you born a washing machine? Are you in a washing? Like, it's like lunch rush where it's just like, what are you, dude? <laughs> um... Then uh, is uh, number six, Crust, who is basically, 
I guess it's the second time I mentioned Greco-Roman, but like his vibe is like a he's like a gladiator guy. Yeah. Crust fucking rules. I love Crust. He's Kirishima, he's basically. He's just older Kirishima, yeah. Yeah, he's he's just like, why wasn't I in Camino that fateful day? It's like, <laughs> what you okay, bud? Um next up is the actual best hero uh, of all time, Mirko, the rabbit hero. Um she is absolutely like somebody who would like post videos of her like crushing melons with her thighs on Instagram <laughs> or whatever. Like that is the vibe that she has. She has no agency. She's just by herself and she's basically just Bakugo grown up. Like she she and her quirk is like froppy. She's just a fucking rabbit. Great. Cool. <laughs> but she's the number 5 hero. Good That's for her. so cool. Number 4 is Edge Shot, the homie, the pizza man boy. Shout out. <laughs> He's just sitting there with his little hands, and he's just like, "Stop, stop being rude." Leave, leave. I don't want you everybody, to. Everybody, everybody, shut the fuck up. All right. <laughs> Number three is not here, but uh, it's because he's recovering. It's best genus who um, definitely lost a lung the last time he did something. So you know, you, you take yeah. a couple months for yeah, that. But just hang out. We'll ship you your trophy. It's fine. <laughs> Jess had her wisdom teeth out, and we we had to reschedule. <laughs> Like shit. <laughs> if you're losing a lung, that's some that's some big business. Number two, we finally meet him, Hawks, uh, the winged hero. I fucking love Hawks. He's 22. Yeah, he sure acts like it. I love him. <laughs> he's got he's got real like Poe Dameron energy. He 100 percent would be a character, like pun intended, but like he would be a character like a Tony Hawk game. Like for sure. <laughs> like he has he has like Viva La Bam energy almost. See, oh I God. called him. I called him a K-pop fuckboy later. Mm. Both are true. Yeah, it's yeah. just where you're born. <laughs> he's a little lippy there in the beginning, but then uh, Endeavor gets introduced, and he's got a new costume. This one, if I'm not mistaken, is actually made by Melissa Shield from the first My Hero movie. Oh, cool! Meaning her and her dad both made the costumes for the number one hero. That new outfit's pretty fucking rad. Yeah. Hawks is like a little bit impatient and seems to want to talk with Endeavor. Meanwhile, the other heroes say a little something about their ranking. Hawks is bored as shit. He's like, who would want to hear this kind of canned bullshit stain, maybe? And everyone is like, Ooh, oh, shit. Fuck, bro. Bro, you just mentioned a mass murderer on TV. <laughs> uh, he gives us the lowdown on the actual ranking, saying that Endeavor is nowhere near the top for actual approval. He's only there because of cases resolved. Mirko is like, you're a fucking asshole. I yeah. like you. <laughs> um, he kind of is, though. Yeah. He looks like he is a jet set radio, like a jet set radio character, <laughs> like 100 percent. Jet set radio feathers, motherfucker. Yeah, like. <laughs> Hawks basically clowns on everybody's speech individually, and we get a mini intro here from Mike. He's 22, like I said. He was in the top 10 with his own agency at age 18. He's on some Wonderkind shit. Yeah. Like he he and and we find out uh next episode, he didn't even go to UA. He's just a guy. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, and now here here comes the number one hero who has a lower approval rating than me. It's like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> You're such a dick with your $1 fucking Goodwill coat looking ass motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this motherfucker dude. Motherfucker looking like a Yakuza villain. So he hands, he hands the mic to Endeavor, though, and um, Endeavor's just like, since this young one fanned the flames, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say this, just watch me. And I'm like... That fucking close up. Yeah, fucking drop that. <laughs> like, he was out here actually just giving a speech. Hawks was out here doing a fucking wrestling promo. <laughs> like, And later he says he wanted to be his, like, uh, his producer. Yeah. 
<laughs> so after the event, Hawks finally gets to talk to Endeavor, who is definitely not pleased that his big moment was ruined by this K-pop douchebag. Um, <laughs> Hawks is not, he's like, I don't really like All Might, but even still, his retirement is was pretty shocking. Um, he's like, I think we need a new leader, and I want to build you up to be that. Like, I want to be your producer. And he's like, I don't really like the spotlight on me. I would have more freedom in the lower ranks. And Endeavor's like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and before uh, Endeavor leaves, Hawks is like, wait, wait, I want to do a team up for a recon mission. Um, just then we see uh, Dobby uh, talk to a Nomu that he calls high end. So cut to a flasher who gives us his backstory. That includes being walked all over and taken advantage of by the company he worked for. Yeah. But today that stops. He read Destro's book on metahuman liberation. He takes it to heart. We get an intro from Mike. This guy's quirk is shame. The more shame he feels, the stronger he is. He's about to break the building apart, but then Hawks, like, absolutely nips him in the bud. I wonder if that's what Joe Rogan has. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I thought you meant nips in the bud, and I was like, wait a <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Somehow, for the second time on this episode, we're talking about Joe Rogan's nipples. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I love that we get like his whole backstory and an intro from present Mike, and then he just he's like meta human lip. Yeah, <laughs> just absolutely beefs it. That's so good. But it does put it into our head, like, oh yeah, didn't Gentle Criminal talk about Destro and the Meta Human Liberation Army like a little while ago? Yeah. Yes. Destro is a character in this world. <laughs> Hawks resolves like a bunch of like mini situations while not even looking at them. He helps a little poorly drawn corgi named Schwartz, which is like very good. Horikoshi is just like, what is a dog? A little man? <laughs> like every time we see a dog in this series, they look stupid. What is a dog? <laughs> it looks like it was anamorphing. You didn't quite get yeah. there. <laughs> Call that a middle, a middle morph. morph dog. Yeah. His fans are like, whoa, you're out on patrol. Like you... You never do that. You have wings. You normally are like not hanging out with the like the regulars and the normies. He takes pictures with people. He signs autographs for a little fucking funnel head boy named Ryosuke, which is very good. Meanwhile, a boy that's literally modeled after the protagonist from Fairy Tale, like the the, the kid with pink hair. He's literally like a reference to the, oh, the anime okay. Fairy Tale. Really? He's supposed to be like Natsu? Mm hmm. That's cute. I did not know that. <laughs> I guess the first of two Natsus that we that we that we see in these episodes. Um, so he notices Endeavor and, and and he is a huge fucking fan and loves the new look. And Endeavor is like, oh, I'll go talk to him because it worked with the Shiketsu boy. And I need to I need to be, you know, a, a, I need to play up the whole symbol of peace thing. I have some character development I need to work on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, the fucking guy is just like. Oh man, <laughs> this is so lame. He, fucking, he doesn't do fan service. He fucking last Jedi's him, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow. <laughs> I'm like the last person y'all probably expected to make that joke. Yeah. <laughs> but this kid basically seemed to have wanted Endeavor to play the hits, and he's mortified for like going for Dap. That's so fucking hilarious. Later on in a building that definitely won't get destroyed in the next thirty minutes, Hawks and Endeavor go over the details of the team up. Hawks is like. There's some fucking, there's some fucking Nomu out there, dude. And he's also like, I wanted to scout Shoto, but I'm glad that we got Tokiyami, especially since Shoto's brand suffered after he failed the exam. <laughs> like Endeavor's like, check please. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're done here. Uh. <laughs> he fucking, like Kyushu is like hours away from 
wherever i forget this the actual prefecture that uh ua is in but like to do that entire trip do this little mini patrol with him and then he's like your son's not doing very good and he's just like i'm i'm done yeah now fuck <laughs> you buddy <laughs> but it is strange that like he seems glad to have tokiyami even like when tokiyami himself didn't seem like he got much out of the experience both times he's we, he's seen talked talking about it Hawk says that there have been rumors of Nomu around and since Endeavor has experience dealing with them, as in killing them, <laughs> he'd be a good pick to help out here. And if there's Nomu, uh, he can beat them uh, and, and you know, bring peace to the land and all that shit. But if there isn't, he can stand tall and tell the public that things are fine because he's here, all that kind of shit, you know? Hawks is like, I kind of see myself as your hype man slash producer manager guy. And Endeavor is like, I, I, I would rather be dead right now. I'd rather. Like, yeah, Endeavor is like, well, I kind of see you as a huge asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Endeavor's like, I need this conversation. Like, I need a scar on my face. Oh wait. Um. Bump, bump. <laughs> and he's like, I want to help create a world where heroes have too much time on their hands. Essentially, like, he's just like a little lazy boy. I enjoy that. He also mentions the Metahuman Liberation Army fanatic and is like. That biography of Destro has been selling really well since All Might beefed it. Um, it's because the, the Times TM are bad right now. Um, but before the conversation can continue, the high-end Nomu from before bursts into the building. Endeavor praises his luck and jumps out the building to fight the Nomu. In English, I don't love the Nomu's voice. In Japanese, he's like, his, his like he's stuttery and broken and he sounds like Frankenstein that just like woke up from a That's long cool. nap. Yeah. And not just like an idiot, um, mm. but... In English, he's like, which one of you is strongest? But in Japanese, he's like, are you, you the, uh, 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 yeah, like. Yeah. And I like that a little bit more. I, I just like that the subtitles kept calling it high end, mm -hmm. like proper noun. I'm like, that's, that's just a good name for something. Yeah, high end, no move. Yeah. 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 Episode 88, the finale of season four. Holy shit. Ah. His start. So we start this episode with a long overdue check-in with Shoto's mom. Her name is Ray which is Japanese for zero, which is cool coming from a low temp gal. We see two of Shoto's siblings, Fuyumi and Natsuo. Natsu is basically a snow variant of Endeavor. And it's just like cool to see the family resemblance that they're like both thick beefcakey boys, which is like very cool. Mm. He's got like, you know, the wide shoulders and his like his hands are really big like Endeavor's as well. Fuyumi is like, oh, Natsuo has been spending a lot of time with his new girlfriend. And like, honestly, if you had a family like the Todoroki's, I'd be fucking chilling at my my GF's yeah. house all the time too. Shoto has been sending a bunch of letters to Ray, and that's cute as fuck. I cannot imagine the kind of things that Shoto would say in a letter like, "Dear mother, I had three slices of bread today for food. <laughs> I saw five birds." <laughs> like, <laughs> like on some door of the explorer shit. Like, <laughs> so Natsuo is like, so. uh, you know, did you see that Endeavor's number one now? Um, and he's like, the public doesn't even know how shitty he was, and it's not fair to us. And this is an important thing to remember here. The public just thinks Endeavor is just kind of like a hard-ass beefcake flambe. Like, he's just he's just kind of a dick is, is what yeah. the public thinks. There is not, like, a discourse going on in the public about, like, Endeavor is over party or whatever. <laughs> like, they don't, they don't know what he did to his family. Um, and what he did to Shoto's mom. Are you fucking listening, TikTok? They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Endeavor was largely absent from uh, his kids' lives and spent his uh, entire time training Shoto. But uh, while Fuyumi is cautious to talk about the beef, that <laughs> said beefcake, 
Um, Ray seems to be chill, huh, with talking about them. He actually gave her the flowers that are in the room with them right now. She had only ever mentioned liking them once when they first started dating, um, but he still brings them often. So this is like, you know, code for like, I would like to go back to uh, the days before I was a dick, or I would like to show you that at least like I didn't forget about you, you know. The kids freak out thinking Endeavor has been there, but he just shows up to drop things off and he bounces. He doesn't, he's not made contact with her because um, the doctors are like, probably not, probably not, probably not good. Yeah, um, which, like, I don't know if anything, like I'm not Endeavor's number one fan. I'm not here being like, oh yeah, redeem him. He's great. Blah, 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 blah. But like, I don't know. I feel like that is kind of like a testament to like the fact that he is trying to own up to shit and make things right because he's sure. not even seeing her. He's not going there with the intention of like, oh, I'm going to see her. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to like make things right. Like, I mean, maybe if she sees me, it'll get better. Like he's just straight up going there just to drop off shit and just to check because like he feels guilty or he feels that attachment still like and he he doesn't know what to do mm-hmm. like a lot of times when you have somebody who does abusive shit like it's so there's that narcissism and there's that centering of themselves and the problem and like they want to have the opportunity to apologize they want to talk they want to work things out they want to like he's not going there for that he doesn't have that option anymore he's going yeah. there strictly like despite having all that taken away he's going because of some sense of obligation whether that's guilt whether that's he cares for her i don't know but like he's still going either way if he's like you know if he's dropping off some flowers that she mentioned that she liked but once he's definitely like Mm -hmm. you know doing it not just for him right like right and if it was just like a symbolic gesture to make her happy too it's like he could just send them you know what I mean? Yeah. He could just yeah. fill her room with them, send them all the time. Like, he doesn't actually have to go there. He doesn't have to put the work in. But he does. And this is, this, welcome to the theme. Oh. <laughs> Stars above, dude. Stars above. Um, so, yeah, like we said, uh, he's trying to make amends in his own way. And while Natsuo is, like, not here for it at all, um, Ray is accepting of these, like, small little steps. And she says he's definitely trying to face his past and his family in his own way as we see him about to fight a big monster in the sky. <laughs> this fight has the best fucking subtext, dude. Yeah. Like, right off the bat, Hawks asks Endeavor, like, whoa, dude, you can fly? And he's like, he answers like he knows he's a fictional character doing things symbolically and says, I'm not flying, I'm just not falling. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> Good subtext that he's not, like, soaring and flying. He's just not falling anymore. I'm like, yeah, bud. So the Nomu regenerates immediately and Endeavor's like, Oh, oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, Um, shit. (laughs) And then it smiles at him and he's just like, that wasn't very good, bud. (laughs) And this is the first Nomu that's been able to really talk that we've seen. So he's like, well, I'm going to take it in for questioning. And he fucking does. In Japanese, it's Kakushaku Nenken Hell Spider. But it's, it's, it's Flash Fire Fist Hell Spider. He's fucking attacks rip dude yeah no they're fucking awesome <laughs> the fucking laser fingers and shit dude like oh mm, yeah fuck shaku nenken dude it rips so the nomu absolutely houses endeavor into the building and actually breaks a section in the building in the middle where endeavor tried to get away and then he goes like fucking beyblade mode <laughs> <laughs> he let it rip i know he did and he comes out and he's like a little compact like, yeah just endeavor just knowing like his mobility is like so cool like we talked about how before he like ran up the side of a building and melted it and whatever and like is throwing like 
you know, bolts of fire at people and shit. Like, for somebody whose ability is, like, my skin can make fire, like, he's he's doing the most. Yeah. He, he pops the fuck off this fight. <laughs> and his eye gets popped, too. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so it's Hawk's turn to do something now. <laughs> so he's like... Okay, this is very bad. I'm going to send my feathers to rescue everyone in the broken off part of the building. We get a full intro from Mike. Hawks, the winged hero. Quirk, fierce wings. He has soft but supple feathers. He has strong but supple feathers or whatever the fuck. It's like, Mike, Mike uh, you are good, you okay? Like, <laughs> What else do you want to say about those feathers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His hair is perfect. <laughs> um, so his feathers are all under his control, says oh. Prison Mike. It's like, it's like the most effort he puts into like an intro. And it's like, I mean, he is number two, right? Yeah, so, sure. Whatever. Like, he ain't bad. But he's got psychic control of, like, all of his feathers. He is transmitted stimuli from them, too. Like, he he can sense the rustling of clothes and stuff. And, like, so he saves 67 people in, like, no time flat. He's just like, I'm going to get them out of the building. Pachow. And then they can go back to him, uh, which is really cool. Um, but if they get destroyed, he has to regenerate his feathers over the course of the next couple days. We get another fucking hell spider and... That building gets fucking like chopped, <laughs> like just. <laughs> well, then he he blows that shit apart with Hell Spider. The like the how they like lag behind his like hands and it like goes and then it just turns into cubes. I'm just like, yes. Mm. Anytime you see cubes in My Hero Academia, you know shit is popping the fuck off. Yep, the tracks. Hawks is like, this is not actually very cool. So you must not cook because you're bad at chopping things up. And speaking of which, the Nomu lived and was not chopped up. Um, and he spits out some lesser Nomu to distract the like Mega Man ass backup dudes that like show up and do like Hadoukens and like <laughs> fire like, I don't know, like manhole covers at him. I'm just like, I'm like, pause. What is your deal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Endeavor starts overheating and he notes that the Nomu can do more than just talk. It's actually reasoning. Hawks rescues some people and Endeavor is like, left alone with the no i love that hawks can just have a fucking sword yeah so fuck yeah cool. <laughs> so fucking they, cool. they gave one of the coolest characters in the show a fucking sword because they definitely <laughs> needed to look cooler all bisexuals deserve swords sure yeah <laughs> hawks is definitely bisexual 100 percent. flash fire fist is a strong move but it's sort of like bakugo's like 100 percent blast where it uses up like all of his energy while being like really hard on him and like i said Endeavor's skin is what makes the flames like this is the organ that does it and so like his internal body can't fucking handle that <laughs> so he overheats which is you know hey metaphors he says overheating has always been a problem he says that was the reason and we see Ray he says that was the reason we see Natsuo Fuyumi and a third kid which we haven't named yet he says that was the reason, and we see Shoto. Endeavor can be seen and felt from, like, super far away as he uses his big finisher, Prominence Burn, which... Yeah. Rules. <laughs> I fucking love Prominence Burn. It's such a fucking good name, too. It's so good. <laughs> and that shit's prominent as fuck. <laughs> that shit's in the sky, fucking... Everyone is just like, oh, it's like it's like winter time, but like Jesus Christ, I can feel those flames, which is like scary almost. Like, what is he doing to those buildings surrounding him? So he thinks back to his statement of just watch me, and he's like, All right, well, everybody's fucking watching. I can't be like a little pansy boy here. I gotta do some shit. And he's like, so much for taking it in alive. 
um, and he burns the Nomu up, but not entirely. Um, his head is intact because he fucking tore it off and threw it. As you do. That shit was tight <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> he strikes Endeavor so hard that it catches his lip on the way to his left eye. The very same side that Shoto has a scar as well. I fucking thought he died. I thought he died for like five more minutes. I thought he was fucking yeah. dead. Like, oh, they're doing this. Okay. <laughs> see, this is why I didn't want to show you like figures or anything because it's like, oh, if he has a scar on that eye yeah. and you see something happen, you're like, he's, he'll be fine or whatever, right? Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I probably would have just assumed that he burned himself. So, <laughs> well, like I said, he, it's it's an eye for an eye with Shoto, right? Like he's got mm, the same the same eye above. and the same scar. Stars above, dog. <laughs> so everyone is watching. Like the whole, like it seems like the entirety of Japan is just like, oh fuck, <laughs> right now. Yeah. Fuyumi and Natsuo are in traffic, and the students and teachers are separately watching the events unfold on TV. Um, Shoto's fire, like is like flickering up like um like reflexively which is like very like evocative um as somebody who is like his whole thing is like being calm and collected like his you know his ice side all might clutches his fucking injury like the old man he is he's like ah my lumbago <laughs> <laughs> as we see endeavor in a heap and the nomu on top of him and he's like are there any bigger boys here, please? <laughs> Basically. The newscaster recaps the scene and can't help but compare it to the Camino incident. Um, the public has seen monsters with multiple quirks wreck their society, and things are seemingly only ever going to get worse here. Big climate change vibes, big yeah. um, like pandemic vibes here of just Wait, like. No, sorry, Nate. This, uh, the show isn't political. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, actually. Um, Big punch yeah. uh, vibes. <laughs> a big yell, fireman punch, good? Fireman bad, actually? <laughs> Mark? No, I promise nobody made it this far and thinks that, though. No, yeah, 100%. So Endeavor gets fucking, like, yeeted by the Nomu as Natsuo. He gets was fucking like, housed. Like... Yes, like literally going through houses. <laughs> also, like, something I just... From watching this fight, something that I do really appreciate about this show is that... They do a very good job of like visually portraying relative power levels compared to other people. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I was almost kind of taken back with how much Endeavor was struggling. But then I realized it's because whenever shit like this happens, I'm used to All Might fighting. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can and Endeavor doesn't have super strength. He doesn't he's just no. He, he's, he's just he, he's strong. He's just a really strong dude who's like pretty good at being like this you know but like yep yeah it, it, i just really appreciate that because i know like like other other stuff i've seen they just kind of plateau everything out on like the same playing field and it just doesn't feel great Naruto, like Dragon he Ball, feels oh out gosh. of his fucking league right now and and that's what natsuo says too he's like sit down wait for reinforcements like mm -hmm. you know more than anyone that you can't be all might this is why you gave up so early and went crazy neglecting your kids running mom ragged give up and run away and Fiumi is like such the like oldest child older sister vibe of just like dad is stubborn as fuck and like I don't know I know that you're not gonna accept this but like mm. his name is Endeavor Natsuo and he's he's gonna do the Endeavor like mm. he's not gonna stop this episode aired at the start of lockdown um and it is it really 
seeing everyone panic yeah. and stuff and just and like the like there's no symbol this is what it means to have no symbol mm-hmm. and like just just a newscaster being like ladies and gentlemen we are fucked <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> yeah yeah i i watched this episode um after we ran errands to get ready for our like first chunk of um lockdown and so it just like Hoo boy! <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was wild. It has been kind of weird, like watching my hero, knowing what's to come, because it's very hard to avoid. Sp- I don't know everything. I don't. I don't know like the details, right? But like I know like generally what's. You're like I know that Deku dies four times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, like I know like the general gist of like what's to come, right? And like that shit's yeah. gonna kind of like the bubble's gonna burst, um, and like we're seeing it bursting really um right now and like it's been kind of surreal watching this show in like our current environment and i feel like part of that is because i don't know i remember being in high school and talking to like this one high school um like history teacher that i had that i had like you know how you always have like that one teacher that you're like friends with right yeah like i was like is it always like are people always saying, was it always this bad? You know what I mean? Or are things like actually getting worse? Like are things bad? And this was in high school. This was like 10 years ago at this point. Um, And he was like, honestly, he's like, no, things are getting bad. (laughs) He's like, like things are progressively getting worse. Like, and it would not surprise me if we have like another major war within the next 20 years, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I think of that conversation. Right. And so like, watching this show it's like i think of these kids who must be thinking the same thing like has it always been this bad like or or things like strangely abnormally not good right now and Mm -hmm. so and like i don't know and so like watching the show and like thinking about you know and i i would say like obviously i have an american perspective because they're all from america but like i know that there are, there are several other countries that are also going through like crazy shit right now. Um, yeah, you've lived abroad in a in another yeah. country that is like not going good or not. Yeah, like just like there are so many countries that are just like fucking going through it. Um, whether it's like England, who's also dealing with their own like super and like a lots of parts of Europe have like these super regressive politicians coming in and like these things being passed that are like fucking racist and, and are sending them back yeah. 40 years into the past, like Texas and shit too. Yeah. Right? yeah. And like we we yeah. have that in America. Like, it's just like, we have all of these, like, I don't know. There's just a lot of shit happening. Right. Which is like the, the stupidest way to kind of sum, sum up what everything that's going on. But like, but this show, this show captures that like feeling. Yeah. Where like, I don't know. in a lot of other, <clears throat> a lot of other shows, like, um like jujutsu kaisen and stuff like all of the like conflicts in jujutsu kaisen are like we put up this bubble and there's not going to be any you know interference or whatever or even if something has like you know like mcu shit Mm -hmm. like even if you're watching like i don't know like fucking age of ultron or whatever i'm not worried about any of those people or whatever but in but in this especially in japanese when the like the newscaster is like this is what it's like to have no symbol there's mm-hmm. no symbol literally saying to the fucking audience like i am we're probably gonna die dude like some like hindenburg like oh the humanity yeah. shit like it's mm-hmm. it's fucking like grim and you feel that yeah and i feel like a lot of anime right or like video games whatever a lot of media like it's it's all high stakes now because like that's kind of like 
I don't know, just the state of things. Like, it's usually like, oh, we must save, like, the fate of the city or the planet or the universe or whatever. It's, it's always high stakes, but, like... Yeah, Dragon Ball is saving multiple universes at this point. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of times the people who are, like, that, like, limbo of, like, this may or may not work out, like, the only people who really know about it are the heroes, right? Like, they're the ones who are like, we have to stop this before people can tell something's going to happen and before something happens. Like, but... In my hero, it's like you're watching society react and society is part of the problem. Society and society is part of the solution. And like it's it's just a lot more of a social commentary than a lot of pieces of media are. And it's kind of eerie and weird watching it alongside like because you're not expecting it. Yeah. This is the kind of thing that Attack on Titan does really well mm. as well, where it's just like, you know, as much as the characters know. And so when they say something, you're like, yeah, I can understand what you're saying and I can understand like where you're coming from, all that kind of shit. Sometimes art's very good. You know? Turns yeah. out. Sometimes yeah. you can't just uh, like punch <laughs> the problems away. And sometimes they're like deep seated and sometimes they parallel real life problems and you understand yeah. how complicated and nuanced and like unsolvable things are and my hero does a very good job depicting that i guess in, mm -hmm. a, in a nutshell and, and just like how you said that you know knowing where even where the like the the season is like season five is now where we're watching it um just now um we're three episodes until the end of season five right now you compared where that's at to here and even if you like look back at the usj incident you're like yeah what like one big strong bird man showed up like mm. fucking whatever small potatoes whatever cut to deku like making a sonic boom like yeah. <laughs> explode a yakuza guy like i always say like <laughs> it's a fucking war that's coming up like shit man there it's not gonna be one-on-one -on -one fights coming up man like it's gonna be crazy so it's 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 absolutely wild and so the the kid from before speaks up and tells the newscaster like Endeavor is still alive and fighting. You can't just say whatever you want. Right now, who's the man that's risking his life for our sake? Look at him, which, like he said, just watch me. Just look at me, you know? That fucking, it rules. So Endeavor is flying towards the Nomu super fucking quick. And the Nomu's like, oh, can you get better too? And Endeavor's like, I am not like you. Fuck you. I mean, he's going to change his tune on that in a minute, but um, <laughs> Endeavor, um, as always, is propelling himself forward with the heat of his own quirk, this time constructively and not, you know, ruining his sure, family. Yeah. The Nomu stabs him and Endeavor thanks him. The pain is what's keeping him conscious. Fucking expert level subtext of his pain is what's driving him forward now. Like, yeah. good shit. Horikoshi knows how to fucking do shit, dude. <laughs> so he says, fix your eyes on the slim chance of victory. Turn up the heat more even more hawks is like did you remember that i have a sword <laughs> hello i'm here <laughs> yeah um hawks is like i was always looking at you endeavor back then um there wasn't anyone seriously trying to surpass all might and we see that chasm metaphor again and we see endeavor start to build a bridge out of just bullshit as hawks says like how awkward and stubborn can one guy be hawks is like i sent feathers ahead in order to add my speed to your firepower resulting in a goddamn phoenix metaphor yeah dude in japanese he's like let me give you a push and he's like number one i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> fucking start flipping tables well, and in english too the voice actor um for hawks like when he's like this is it i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck the music is so good here too mm. so the nomu is reacting like a wild animal now because he's like 
oh me die now no 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 fire bad so endeavor is like hawks and then he makes this took me forever to figure out what this shot was but he makes an up arrow with his flames um to communicate oh, like, yeah okay yeah mm -hmm. yeah and so um he has hawks send him with what little feathers he has um not burnt up sends him like into the fucking high orbit nomu you who were created to have multiple quirks you who is obsessed with strength and we cut to shoto and he says old man i'm watching which is like yeah <gasps> <laughs> endeavor flies up and continues he says you are me from the past or from some other future burn up and be put to rest which is like yeah fuck you this is the, fuck you like there's there's no second of this episode that i'm not like like absolutely six to midnight <laughs> um so this Nomu represents like his obsession to create the perfect child of, you know, mixing quirks and surpassing all might and like being obsessed with strength. And like that makes things mean so much more in terms of like why he needs to destroy it. Right. When this shit is going down, like on TV, like they they take Aerie away from the TV of just like, OK, we're not watching this. <laughs> like Sesame Street, we've got that. Um <laughs> Uh, NG Todoroki Endeavor has always hated the UA motto, but it seems appropriate here. He does a plus ultra prominence burn, and that shit is huge. <laughs> yeah, like that absolutely fried some electrical devices, probably. Yeah, some satellites are like yeah. like like ruined. There's just like one dude on a on a, like a little fucking playing and he's just like oh what's going on <laughs> just gets destroyed like so oh, fuck. <laughs> so uh he rockets down to earth while seemingly burning up uh with the nomu and there's a moment uh where nobody can see the impact site uh, but the flames are blown aside revealing endeavor with his fist in the air like all might at camino endeavor is standing somehow also like i really wish it's like no he fucking died right there too like <laughs> yeah i thought that he maybe was gonna die i thought that like hawks was up to some weird shit with all of his like assistance and meddling and stuff like that and mm -hmm. i was like hmm, what's going on here and i i don't know I, I was i was a little suspicious um but he lived uh all might and shoto fucking collapse as deku is like it's the end of the season so i gotta say something cool <laughs> gotta have my zach braff scrubs thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm no Superman is literally the point of the show. <laughs> it's still their turn to carry on the will of all might and heroes can't stop moving forward. And what I love about this episode is that like hero society is on the brink of total fucking collapse because of poor motivation or complacency. So showing more of an internal battle with a hero that needs to give a shit about more than just his, his self and his legacy. Like it gives us something to measure against things like how Endeavor used to be and why like this episode, his start is his start like this is not his redemption complete this is literally like i'm gonna try to be good now fucking post credits though yeah deku is conked the fuck out on top of his um sheets and we'll see why next season so and we see his dreamscape uh there are two shadowy figures nana shimura three men uh, in a line um, and an like kind of a ghostly image of all might also seen are two white-haired men struggling Deku reaches out, but he only seems to like be a hand and the top of his head. The long haired man uh, reaches out and says, so you must be the ninth. Their hands touch. Deku's uh, dorm window shatters and Deku wakes up like exhausted with one for all seemingly having uh, activated autonomously. 
And then we see, and with that, we see the title card saying to be continued in the fifth season. Yeah. And it's silent. And it's, yeah. and it's silent. What do you make of that? Yeah. What do you think, Cam? Fuck, I don't know, man. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> man, like, I, I, I could have a lot of different ideas, but I, I'm also perfectly happy to just kind of go along for the ride here. So, mm. ride the wave. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. Like, I, like, as if you didn't have enough to, like, think about in terms of, like, where the show is going, it's just like, what about this shit? <laughs> what if what if Jacku did one of those Kingdom Hearts tutorial levels? <laughs> I've been having these weird thoughts lately. Yeah, just look down. There's a fucking there's just there's a fucking stained glass Deku just on the ground. Oh my god. <laughs> it's Aoyama with a plate of cheese. <laughs> so that is the end of season four. Holy oh shit. Yay! We did it! We did it. I, I want to briefly talk about timeline stuff. Like because of the pandemic, a lot of stuff took a long time to get to season five and it's going to be absolutely batshit insane to just in two weeks be like, all right, episode 89, all hands on deck, class one a like what? <laughs> like that's because for us, it like took forever, forever. Mm -hmm. Um, So and the, the last thing I want to say is that we did say we were going to do movie two after this, but I watched it and it gives away a lot of stuff that happens in season five and I don't want to do that. So I think we're going to save the movies um, for after the, the, the series. Like, I think we're going to wait until like one of the things in season five is that there's a lot of things happening at the same time. And that makes it really messy to squeeze a movie in there that references two of those things that are going on at the same time because you can't watch two episodes at once sure <laughs> so it does spoil things for you um so we're gonna wait to watch movie two until after season five is done but like i said there's three episodes of season five left to air um before it's all out and like i th we're probably gonna run up to a certain point where we're jess is watching this stuff for the first time too yeah potentially cool I'm behind right now, too. So, like, does anybody have anything left to say before we're done? Anime good. Anime, Anime good. good. <laughs> so, everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of yeah, The Big Three. We'll, Next we'll time we'll be it. talking sure, about episodes 89 through 92, the first four episodes of season five. You can watch them um, subbed on Hulu or dubbed on the Funimation app. Um, so, take your pick there. And eventually, hopefully, by the end of season five, they'll start moving those dubs over to the to hulu as well um if you like these episodes or think we missed something hit us up at at the big three mha on twitter or check out our discord link in the description and of course check out somegoodshows.biz for some more good shows like this one our show art is by zach russell you can find their work at at cavity crew our music is by julian v their their work can be found at at jules vz i can be found at victory position on twitter i can be found at a wild jessaju and i can be found at at the camdy man and this has been The Big Three. Gently rate and subscribe. See you next time.